Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. It's Thursday, November 12th, 2020. It's here, the turtle presented by Toyota and Keith. This is the second time we've recorded this episode this week. Yesterday, you made a very prophetic statement. You said every week we have a chance to watch a Maryland football game is, I'll use the word, a blessing. And at this point yesterday, we thought we were going to watch a Maryland football game on Saturday, but things have changed after Maryland football decided to cancel the game against Saturday game Saturday, excuse me, and pause all team activities after elevated COVID cases within the program. That decision made in by the university in consultation with the Big Ten Conference. So Maryland will not take on the Ohio State Buckeyes at 3.30 on Saturday, as we previewed yesterday. Um and we will still play our interview with Nick Cross that was taped yesterday before this all went down. So we didn't avoid talking about this with Nick. We just didn't know it was about to happen. Um, we, we had taped the interview with him yesterday morning, around the time we're recording right now, around 9.15, 9.30. Um, and it's still a great interview to talk about the Penn State and all of Nick's development. And he will certainly step on the field in a Maryland uniform again, but it will not be Saturday. Uh, some unfortunate news. And, it, and the only thing you hope now is that everyone that – um, has a case of COVID in the program, gets well, um, that hopefully we can avoid the spread and keep as many people as safe and healthy as possible. Yeah, and uh, the shelf life of podcasts is very, very short in this this COVID world right now, Taylor, as we, we are seeing. But um, this, is, this is the norm across college football right now, right? Every week, it seems to be there are several games that are canceled Um you know, for, for similar reasons. And, uh, it's, it's the right call. You know, you, you've, you've got to play it safe right now. And, um, you know, like we've, we've said in the past, you know, uh, over the summer and throughout the different podcasts we've done, nobody's life is worth a game. Um, so the, the hope is, you know, you can get everybody, uh, healthy, uh, you know, through this weekend and, and hopefully Maryland's play Michigan state, uh, on, uh, on November 21st, right. That, that next home game. Um, so you keep your fingers crossed that, you know, we do get back out on the field, but, uh, regardless, still an, incredible game to reflect on against Penn State last Saturday, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. The Terps defeating Penn State in, in one of the more satisfying wins um, I can remember as a Maryland fan. Just to uh, complete your point real quick, quick, Keith, before we get into that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight college football games this weekend, either postponed or canceled, wow. four in the SEC, Maryland and Ohio State, the only one in the Big Ten. So um, this continues to happen throughout the country. We've seen games moved around in the NFL. The Ravens announced a, co- a positive COVID test uh, this morning, right before we uh, went on the tape. So it is certainly uh, moving throughout the country as cases rise uh, throughout the country. So stay safe out there, everyone. But as you said, Keith, 
a gigantic win over Penn State, a comprehensive victory for Mike Loxley and his guys, 35-19 to 19 over the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. And, you know, you you there are so many teams, obviously, that Maryland plays each year in the Big Ten, but the most satisfying one to beat, I think, always for Maryland fans, without fail, will be Penn State. Only the third win over Penn State in the history of the series, which is around 45 games. Um, everyone remembers the no handshake game with Stefan Diggs. Um, that was a win, and then a, a, a win years back. And and Boomer Sizen really explained it well on Baltimore Radio a couple of days ago. They could be 0-3. They could be 0-10. They could be 0-100, and it will not matter in terms of significance to Maryland fans to beat Penn State. And what an offensive performance. Rakim Jarrett with two touchdowns, excuse me, 140 yards. Talia Tungavailoa with three touchdowns. Just They jumped all over Penn State uh, going up 21 nothing, and really never uh, let the pedal down in that first half. Mike Loxley wasn't happy with how the team finished the game, but I was impressed with this defensive performance. They never, you know, Sean Clifford ended up with, the Penn State quarterback ended up with about 340 yards passing. It was all as they were just trying to come back. He threw it 57 times. Maryland controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and that was what propelled them to win. And we've seen with these... Maryland's games against better Big Ten teams, they're unable to control the line of scrimmage and control the trenches, and they did that against Penn State um, on the defensive and offensive side. A complete reversal of fortunes from last year's game, Taylor, in College Park, that Friday night game, a lot of fanfare, a lot of hype building up to it, and Maryland was just outclassed in that game. Complete opposite happens this time around in Happy Valley. Maryland pretty much dominated from uh, start to finish, especially in the first half. I mean, Penn State scored 12 points in the fourth quarter, a little bit in garbage time. So the game appears a lot closer than it was, but you nailed it. The, the defensive performance building off that fourth quarter against Minnesota into this Penn State game uh, was just incredible to watch. And one sack against or, uh, against Minnesota, no sacks against Northwestern, seven sacks on Sean Clifford of Penn State in that game. And that is a trend that is really promising to see. Would have been interesting to see how that defense held up against Ohio State's offensive line this coming week. But that's one to look at for the rest of the season. If Maryland can consistently create pressure, uh, get quarterbacks uncomfortable, out of the pocket, throwing on the run, that's when they make mistakes. That's when things like a fumble that turns into a touchdown for Chance Campbell happen. That's how back-to-back picks uh, you know, in the fourth quarter um, – you know, uh, from our guy, Nick Cross, uh, who we'll talk to, uh, as well as Kenny Bennett, Kenny Bennett, uh, with, with the other pick. Thank you, Taylor, for the assist. Um, but you know, generating pressure with that front seven is going to be an interesting trend to see with however many games Maryland plays for the rest of this year. Um, but, uh, it, it obviously propelled them, um, to that, to that win against Penn state. Well, you talk about the second, the secondary Keith as well with the two interceptions. And that has been one of Maryland's standout units, I think through all three games. Uh, Maryland really got beat up on the ground against Northwestern. That was really the main reason they lost that game. And then last week, it was once again, you know, Muhammad Ibrahim was fantastic for Minnesota on the ground. But this Maryland secondary stood up well, and it's with a lot of young players. Obviously, Nick Cross, a, a true sophomore. Tarheep still, the true freshman out of New Jersey, looks like a keeper. He he is sensational. He's earned a starting spot from Mike Loxley. He's in the top of the jump chart, unquestioned, in one of those cornerback spots. He's been great. Deontay Banks has continued his improvement from last year. The JUCO transfer, Jacorian Bennett, does not look out of place at this level. He's continued uh, to play well so far. And then Jordan Mosley was improved from his game against Minnesota this week. We've seen some Antoine Richardson, a bunch of different guys. So that secondary 
is on the back end is strong. And if you can create some pressure, it makes their job even easier. Um, and it continues to be young players on this defense. As I talked about in the second, but Ruben Hippolyte, the true freshman linebacker, two sacks, seven tackles. He came on in the second half. Um, so you're seeing these younger guys combined with more experience like Campbell, Ace Ely um, to play very well. We have to give a special shout out to Chance Campbell. What a first three games he's had been named an internal defensive player of the week by the coaching staff in all three games. Um, and, and, sort of tiptoed the sideline, showed some good footwork um, to get into the end zone. Um, so very good stuff um, from the Maryland native. Um, just proud of the way he's played so far and has really propelled this defense to where they are. On the offensive side, Keith, we touched on it real quick at the beginning. I mean, this is why you bring in a guy like Rakim Jarrett. This is why the guy has five stars next to his name. Two sort of shallow to mid-crossing routes that he housed and just ran past the Penn State defenders. He looked the part in spades on Saturday, and I think it's a beautiful thing for Maryland to watch because he's a game-changer when he commits on signing day, and you don't think you're going to get him, and you get him. He's a game-changer when he's recruiting other kids around the DMV. He's showing Maryland love on social media, all those things. But ultimately, it's what he does on the field. And boy, did he do it on the field on Saturday. And Taylor, you called it in last week's episode well, when we were doing Terps game day pick em, I asked, would there be a Maryland offensive play that nets 40 yards or more? And you said Rakim Jarrett's going to catch a long touchdown from Talia Tungavailoa. And he did it not only once, but twice, almost a carbon copy, as Lisa, Lisa Byington said on the broadcast of that first touchdown, that 62 yarder he caught uh, you know, towards the end of the first quarter. So props to you, Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I did that a little bit on a feeling, but this is where, this is what people said about this guy was that he was going to, that he was going to be big time in the big games. That that's what he did in high school, that this is what he yearned for when he was coming here to set that trend, to come and, and perform against good teams. Um, and he did it. And part of the reason he did it is because Talia Tungavailoa for the second consecutive week, looks like he is in total control of what's going on with Maryland offensively. One of the things I love about him is not only that he can make some absolutely NFL-level throws. He made a throw to Dante Demas, who Dante Demas continues to be Mr. Consistency and, and, is, and is fantastic right now. He made a throw on third down in the, in the first quarter that where only a guy like Demas, he knew he's got his 6'3 receiver out there, big hands, let's just throw it up to him. And he put it in a perfect spot between the corner and the safety on the sideline. And he just continues to make throws that – Maryland quarterbacks haven't made in, in a decade plus. I mean, he he's just a really calm and cons and composed player, just like his brother Tua. You see that really comparison. You, you know, you can compare the the attributes and the on the on field skills. What I see is is up in the up here, up mentally. I'm pointing at my head like anyone can see that right now. <laughs> but those those guys both, and you saw it with Tua throughout his college career. I'm sure everyone watched him. You know, playing for Alabama and now with the Dolphins, you see that same thing in in Talia. Um, that confidence he brings to the game, and, and he's playing with, for lack of a better term, he's playing with a lot of swag right now. I mean, he is he is really uh, commanding everything that's going on, and he is giving it out to his plethora of weapons. And as we as we really see with this Maryland team, and and that's one of the things that you love about having a ton of different weapons is a lot of people can beat you. I mean, this week it was Rakim Jarrett, Dante Demas had big plays, Jayshon Jones had big plays against Minnesota, so you're able to spread the ball out, um, and then you have you know sure the guys below that and Daryl Jones and Brian Cobb. So they really have a complete receiving unit at this point. But to see Jarrett do that at Penn State, a place you've lost so many, if you're in Maryland, you've lost so many of those high-level recruits to, 
is just a, it's gotta just be a, a beautiful thing for Maryland fans to watch. And I think when I tweeted the first touchdown, I think the caption was like, this is why he's here. And that's really true. I mean, this is why he's here. Um, so an awesome game from him. And got to give Jake Funk a shout out on that second. Oh, 20, always running the ball in an incredible block from Johnny Jordan on that play too. just pancakes. His guy out, creates that lane for Jake uh, to rush in. And that I think was when you really felt good as a Maryland fan, like, Oh man, we're up 21, nothing Penn state digging themselves a hole. Uh, and it, it turned out to be insurmountable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just a complete performance. I just continue to look at the stats here. Penn state averaged 2.6 yards a carry. I mean, that's after what happened last year where, as you said, Keith, what a tale of two years. Penn State bullied the Terps in College Park in front of, you know, 55,000 people at Maryland Stadium in a game that was so hyped, that was so disappointing for Mike Loxley and his guys. You feel good for Lox that he can flip the script. I mean, you would have loved for it to be in front of 100,000 Penn State fans. Boy, would that have been satisfying. But Lox will take it. It doesn't matter. It could have been in front of negative people. Um, and he would have taken a, he would have taken a win over the Nittany Lions. And one of the reasons he got that win, Keith, was because of his four-star safety, Nick Cross, the jewel of Maryland's recruiting class last season, who really came on by the end of the year and started to become a playmaker in the defensive backfield and has now secured that starting spot at safety and and looks to have the makings of an NFL prospect with not only his measurables and speed, a a track star in high school and competes in track uh, here at Maryland, but also just the the student of the game. After the interview we did with them, Keith, we nicknamed him All Business Nick. He is really, really all business. We have some fun on here, the turtle. We try to get guys to laugh. Nick Cross is locked in, and that's no that's no shot at him. He is just locked in um, and about getting better. Really interesting comments. He talked about about the defensive coordinator John Hoke about how close they've become and how much Coach Hoke has helped him in his development. Talked about you know coming from the DMV. Obviously, we got to those questions. Um, then a bit about his track career um, and and doing both of those in college, which Michael, Michael Oxley has allowed him to do. Um, and he gets to compete under an Olympian himself, and Andrew Valman, the head coach of track. So not a bad place uh, to be if you're Nick Cross. So let's go to our interview with Maryland safety Nick Cross. Want to take the Terrapins with you wherever you go? Maryland Athletics has officially launched the One Maryland mobile app, a must-have for all Terps fans. The One Maryland app is a one-stop shop for all things Terps, featuring the latest news, scores, game day information, and exclusive content from your favorite Maryland teams. Download the One Maryland app on your iOS or Android device today by searching for Maryland Athletics in your device's app store. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland safety Nick Cross. And Nick, first of all, we have to start with an awesome win against Penn State, obviously. Great stuff on the field. You played very well. Your teammates played very well. What I want to know is, how would you rate Mike Loxley's dance moves in the uh, the postgame celebration there? You guys were popping off. He's dancing. We all saw the video. What was that experience like, watching him dance, watching you guys all sing the fight song at Penn State? Um, it was definitely, you know, uh, a funny experience, uh, an experience that, you know, definitely won't forget just being out there. And, you know, it's great to see him happy, you know, as he, you know, he's worked, you know, worked his tail off to, you know, try to put us in the best position. Him, the rest of the coaches have put, try to put us in the best position to be successful. And, you know, when it finally comes to fruition, you know, against a team like that, um, 
it's, you know, all joy and all, you know, excitement. I was just really happy that, you know, Coach Locks was able to get, you know, get the win. We were able to get the win as a, as a program. How fun have these last two weeks been? You guys obviously have the, the you go up against Minnesota, then you have the comeback victory. Then you really just jump all over Penn State um, in a win that was comprehensive. How fun has this last two week stretch been for you guys? Um, it's definitely been fun. You know, Coach Locks definitely just, you know, always harped on the fact that we have to make the choice every day to go out there and, you know, put in the work and everything. And we put in the work every day, you know, we'll like the results of what happens on Saturday. So, you know, it's definitely been fun. It's been a grind, you know, continuing to get up every day and, and go and work hard at practice, you know, making sure that you're, you know, going to class and everything like that. But, you know, it's definitely been fun the past two weeks and, you know, just, you know, continuing to work hard and, you know, prepare for Ohio State. Nick, what do you feel like was the key to be so locked in defensively against Penn State, especially in that first half? Um, just, you know, continuing to, you know, focus on our keys, focusing on, you know, the game plan and making sure to execute the game plan, you know, to a, to a T. You know, it was a simple game plan, but, you know, we know when, you know, when we play all, when all 11 guys play to their capabilities, you know, we make anything work. So, you know, it definitely was, you know, uh, an emphasis to, you know, just lock in and focus on our assignments, our alignments, our keys and our techniques and everything. And, you know, when, when you, when you focus on those, you know, you'll be, you'll be happy with the results. You, you talk about that game plan though, Nick, and, and obviously a big part of that is your defensive coordinator, John Hoke. What's your relationship relationship uh, been like with him over these past two years, just getting to know his style of coaching and whatnot. And then uh, that execution on game day. Um, you know, Coach Hope, that's my that's my guy, you know. You know, as you know, we have a lot of fun together, you know, he coached me really, really hard, you know, coached the defense really, really hard to, you know, a standard that, you know, he has in place for what, you know, he thinks the defense should look like and you know, he never bats off of it no matter, you know, what happens, you know, score, you know, personnel, anything, you know, he he holds us to that standard and you know, he he keeps the bar really, really high. You know, he knows his stuff, you know, he He's been very experienced in the game, both in the league and in college. So, you know, he's definitely, you know, a great coach and to be able to have back there is, you know, give you tips and everything like that and just continue to help develop your game. So I love Coach Hope. You know, that's my that's my guy. You know, he's 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 a yeller, but you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. Where do you feel like he's specifically helped you improve since you walked on campus? Um, just just the the little things, you know, with, you know, the little things, the technique, you know, making sure you keep your feet underneath you. Um, when it comes to the game overall, you know, studying formation, studying splits, making sure you know what you can and can't get out of certain formations and, you know, making sure just to definitely harp on how everything fits together in the scheme of the defense, um, making sure that you know where you fit in the defense as well as where everyone else fits and just making sure that you know that, you know, if, if, if you're not covering an area, someone else will be covering that area. So you don't have to worry about trying to overcompensate for for anything. And just, you know, just helping the overall understanding of the game of football is what, you know, I really think that, you know, he's helped do in a, in a, in a tremendous way. Nick, you, you helped squash any comeback bids from Penn State in that fourth quarter, your first pick of the season. Walk us through that particular play, uh, you know, back-to-back picks, I believe, on back-to-back drives for you guys. Um, it's just, you know, I realized, you know, quarterback, you know, a great quarterback, you know, he's throwing the ball down the field a lot. And, you know, I got my hands on on one earlier, had to break up the pass, you know, but, you know, I knew that their favorite route was, you know, inside fade by two. And, 
<clears throat> you know, when I when I saw him load up to go over there, you know, I had to make sure I got the right angle and everything. And, you know, I could see that, you know, when I was tracking the ball, the ball was kind of a little overthrown, you know, relative to the, to the receiver. So it's just about, you know, making a catch, getting my feet in bounds and, you know, and, and, sec- and securing it. So it was definitely, you know, one of those plays, you know, we practiced all week, you know, deep ball drills, you know, quarterbacks would come and launch the ball down the field. We had to go track it and, you know, catch the ball, hop on the ball and everything. So, you know, it's definitely something that we worked on throughout the week. So it's, it's great to see something that, you know, we worked on during the week, be able to, you know, come in, in the exact form of work on it, you know, during the game. Nick, it feels like your secondary unit as a whole is really coming on from you guys at the safety position, you, Jordan Mosley, Antoine Richardson, all the guys, and then the corners. Obviously, Kenny Bennett had the pick, but Deontay Banks, Shakorian Bennett, Tarheeb still just to name a few that are playing well. How have you guys meshed as a unit? Have you gone through the year? Because it didn't seem like Penn State had much of a chance against you guys in those four quarters throwing the ball. What's been the key to that success? Um, it's just, you know, our, our relationship with each other, you know, when the guys come in, you know, we always make sure to form a good relationship with them, you know, hang out with them, you know, see what, you know, their likes and dislikes, how they like to play, how they don't like to play. And, you know, at the end of the, the, end of the day, we're one unit. So, you know, we're all one family, like laugh and joke and hang out, you know, outside of football and, you know, just walk around, crack jokes with each other and everything. So I, I feel when that camaraderie is, you know, is strong and that bond is strong, you know, you always trust the man behind you and trust the one beside you and, you know, it just allows you to go out there and play freely and, you know, go out there and make plays. Nick, what was your mindset heading into that freshman season? Um, you obviously played in every game and then uh, earned a starting role. You know, to, to see that immediate success, um, what, what was the key uh, to, to doing that? Um, I went in, you know, as any freshman, you know, just trying to go out there, you know, play, make it, you know, make an impact anywhere I can. You know, I always, you know, Wanted, that was also one of my goals to be able to start as a, as a freshman and be able to go out there and, you know, play with the defense and everything. And, you know, just be able to go out there and do it, you know, it shows that, you know, hard work pays off and, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know. There are reasons <clears throat> that, you know, coaches didn't, you know, didn't want to throw me out there in the very beginning. But, you know, I believe that, you know, they knew what they were doing. You know, they were able to, you know, continue to hold my skills to them when they did throw me out there, you know, I, w- I would be prepared and, you know, I think everything just happened for a reason. And, you know, I think it was really it was really good to be able to go out there as a freshman and go out there and contribute. Now, you, you were able to earn that starting role after not starting to play football until high school, which is crazy to me, um, considering how good you've now become. When did you figure out that football was your passion? And where do you think that passion comes from after not really picking up the game until you got um, into high school? Um, I think, you know, it's always it's always been something that I've wanted to do, you know. You know, parents were kind of worried about, you know, the injuries and everything like that when I was I was young. So when I came to high school, you know, they finally let me go out there and play. You know, it was just something that I've always wanted to do. So naturally, I was just going to continue to work hard at it, you know, try to get better at it every single day so that I can be in positions that I'm in now. So, you know, it's one of those things that I always wanted to do but never got the opportunity to. So now that I finally got the opportunity to, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a, a great experience. Do you remember when the when you were on the football field for the first time and you thought, oh, I can be good at this? Like I, I can figure out this. Um probably my sophomore sophomore year of high school. Um playing the first game I ever started, um with a championship game. Actually at 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 um Maryland Stadium when we played St. John's and you know, just making some key plays in that game and you know. 
realizing that, hey, this, you know, if I continue to work at this, you know, I could be pretty decent at it. So, you know, definitely, you know, the thing that was definitely the game where it was, you know, kind of eye-opening, like, wow, like, I could actually, you know, do something with this. And, you know, it was definitely an exciting experience to be able to, to finally figure that out, you know, at that moment in time. So I believe, yeah, that sophomore year of high school was, was that was when I finally I found it out. And Nick, you mentioned Maryland Stadium there, and you grew up right down the road. And Bowie attended Dematha High School. What, what what's different about football in, in this area? You know, what what makes the DMV uh, just just a special place to to play and grow as a football player? Um, you have talent everywhere you go, public school, private school. Um, you have talent all over the board. Um, talent from the top of Maryland down to you know to Virginia, and you know it's definitely you know a great place. You know the the, the rivalries you see from when you were little, from when you were little kids with kids you played youth ball with and kids that, you know, you played high school with and kids you might end up, you know, playing in college against. And, you know, it's just a constant, you know, breeding of, of great athletes and breeding of the competition and, you know, always trying to be better than the ones that came before you. So I believe that's why, you know, it's this very special place here to when you come play football. What do you think makes this the players? I remember we guys we talk about sort of talk about that the the mentality of guys around here is just like so hardworking and blue collar. What kind of separates the specific DMV football player from guys from the rest of the country? Um, I think it's just you know just the the fact that you know it's not one of those those when you think of football it's not one of those big old hotbeds that. You know, people like to consider, you know, it's not one of the Georgias, the Floridas, you know, the Texas, but, you know, we know up here that, you know, we have talent just as well as they have talent. And, you know, sometimes when you don't get the recognition you think you deserve, you know, it's definitely one of those things that puts a chip on your shoulder and, you know, makes you want to go out there and prove everybody that, hey, that, you know, the DMV does have talented, you know, great football players and great athletes in general. So, you know, I believe it's just, you know, the just, you know, the mindset of, you know, that we are and we can't compete with those and the other, you know, football hotbeds, so to speak, and that we can go out there on any game and, and, and play with them. Nick, what it, what has it been like for you? I don't know if, if everyone knows this. You have been able to also compete in track since you got to Maryland. You're a great, you're a great sprinter. Uh, what are we going to see from you on the track after the football season's over? What 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 are the goals? Um, you were great in high school as well. What is the uh, what is the overall track goal? Um, just, you know, continue to, you know, get better, you know, continue to get faster, you know, continue to gain more flexibility in my, you know, lower extremities and everything like that. Um, you know, hopefully be able to go out there and compete at the highest level, just like, you know, on the football field and be able to, you know, kind of duplicate some of the success that I've seen in football on the track, you know, at the collegiate level. So, you know, it's definitely been fun, you know, appreciate Coach Locks for allowing me to do that and, you know, just excited, you know, for when I get that opportunity to go back out there. How do you feel like your track career has maybe complemented or helped you out on the football field? Obviously, you mentioned the, the speed there, and you're kind of doing some maybe different types of training, but how, how have you seen um, kind of your, your track gains translate to the football field? Um, just, you know, speed, flexibility, being able to, you know, you know, get that first step and, you know, be able to drive when it coming out of your brakes and everything like that. And, you know, covering and covering a lot of ground fast to be able to, you know, make tackles for, for minimal gain and, you know, cover deep balls and everything like that. So, you know, I believe it, it's helped, you know, overall conditioning wise and everything, just, you know, keeping you in, in tip top shape and helping 
take care of your body because, you know, track's one of those sports where you have to be in tip-top shape at all the time to be able to perform. So I think that, you know, being able to just, you know, focus on keeping your body in check and, you know, staying healthy is one of those things that, you know, has, has definitely been taught in, in the track world. Nick, we, we, we have to get the, the Olympics NFL double. I mean, come on. This is, we, I mean, that's what we need. That's what we need. Can, can you do it? Can, can you do that? Uh, I'm not really focused on, you know, <laughs> Olympics or any of that right now, but, you know, just focus on, you know, like Coach Locke says, just focus on the here and the now. And, you know, just know that if you put in the work now, everything is going to take care of itself, you know, down the line. So, you know, just focus on that stuff right now. You know, I've, I've always thought about, you know, well, it would be cool to be able to do both and everything like that. But right now, you know, just playing football in Maryland, you know, just focus on that right now. And, you know, when the future comes, we'll see what the future holds. Nick Cross, you're a smart man. Keeping it, keep it in neutral, as Coach Loxley said. That's good stuff. Yes, That's good yes. stuff. We'll get you out of here in a couple rapid-fire questions, Nick. First, the music you're listening to right now. Uh, music I'm listening to right now. Um, I listen to... I've been listening to a little bit of Beethoven sometimes when I'm before I go to sleep. Wow. Game day. Yeah, game day. Um, you know, your usual. Future's always been my favorite. My favorite. Um, yeah, anything for real, for real. I mean, not, you know, not, you know, very biased when it comes to music and everything like that. You know, kind of just something to keep my mind straight, but. You know, I don't. I definitely don't need it for, for when I go out there. What's the theory behind listening to that before you go to sleep? Just calms you down. It just calms me down. You know, gets me in the in the mindset. You know, mind's always going twenty four seven. So you know, be able to put it to sleep before. You know, I actually had to sleep. You know, helps just ease ease me into a, a nice a nice comfortable sleep. I like that. Uh, how about the uh, the show that you watched or streamed uh, during quarantine? Oh, I watched a whole lot of uh, Money Heist, um, Narcos, The 100. Right now, you know, just watch some Criminal Minds here and there. Mm. And that's basically it. You know, those shows, you know, definitely intriguing, you know, being able to go out and, you know, watch those and definitely leave with a lot of cliffhangers and everything. So definitely been been fun to watch those. Nick, we've had a bunch of different wide receivers on. We always ask them within their unit, what do they do better than anybody else among the wide receivers? So we will ask you as the first member of the secondary in the current uh, team on the show, what do you do better than anybody in your secondary? Talking about football-wise? You can take it either way, football-wise or off the field. Um, <clears throat> football-wise, um, I think I have the best ball tracking in the – in the secondary um, ball skills. Off the field, um, I think I'm the best musician. I think that. Ooh, oh, know, okay. Yeah, what instrument do you play? I played saxophone from when I was in fourth grade till I was a junior in high school. So I still think I have a little bit of that. So I like that. If you, if you pick up the saxophone now, I'm, I'm sure uh, you're, you're topping anybody else in the secondary with, the, with, the, with <laughs> yes, what sir. they could put, to, yeah. put together. Uh, how about maybe growing up your, your football role model or a guy that you tried to model your game after uh, watching? Um, think of, you know, every uh, Sean Taylor, Jamal Adams nowadays, um, Brian Dawkins, just, you know, those big time safeties who were able to go out there and, you know, make plays and, you know, and just <clears throat> they, they demanded such respect on the field and 
you know, it was definitely fun to watch them go out there and, and do the things they did and just try to, you know, emulate what they did. You know, it's definitely always been, you know, one of the things I've been trying to do. Final question for you, Nick. We ask this to everybody. Your favorite place to eat in College Park? Ooh, favorite place to eat in College Park. Um, probably have to go with Insomnia Cookies. I love going there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go there maybe two, three times a week, you know, right before I go to sleep, you hop in the car, go down there, you know, get a, get some snickerdoodle cookies and with cookies and cream ice cream. And that sounds really good. Snickerdoodles and cookies and cream. Oh my God. I I think this is the first time we've ever gotten insomnia cookies. Taylor yeah. I think because people sleep on it. People sleep on dessert. Yes, they do. Which is not what they should do. That's a great answer. Nick Cross, thanks so much for coming on with us. Good luck um, against Ohio State this weekend and, and continued success, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Back here on Hear the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Thanks once again to Nick Cross, who took some time out of his busy schedule with practice. He was doing a bunch of interviews, too, yesterday. Jumped on with us um, and gave us a good amount of time. Obviously disappointed for him and the rest of the Terps. They want to get to see them back on the field against Ohio State. Would have been 3.30 on the Big Ten Network at Maryland Stadium and would have been a really interesting measuring stick for Mike Loxley and his guys, one of the best teams in the country, coming in at number three. Keith, I've told you, I think they might be the best team in the country after watching them so far. Justin Fields is spectacular. So much talent on the outside. It would have tested that Maryland secondary, uh, but we unfortunately won't get to see it. Uh, As we saw, some of these games are being postponed and made up around the country. The Big Ten has no time for that. So there's no built-in weeks to do that. So that game is canceled. It will not happen. And we hope to see the Terps uh, the next week at Maryland Stadium against Michigan State in a game that should be winnable uh, for Maryland. If you look at the rest of the schedule and and you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves here if you're a Maryland fan, but you've seen these last two performances. You see winnable games. Michigan State, certainly winnable. Turned it over seven times against Rutgers in a game. Got housed by Iowa last week after beating Michigan. Then you go to Bloomington, play Indiana. You know, one of the great surprises of college football this year. Then you go to Ann Arbor to play a Michigan team who could be in a ton of state of mind at that point. I mean, who knows where that thing is going? Um, they play this weekend against... Um, who do they play this weekend? Now I'm losing. Nebraska plays Penn State. Who does Michigan play? I had that in my mind. Hold on. That's why we have the scoreboard right in front of us. Ba, 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 ba. All so, you Mac- get, so you can get it first. This is like this Wisconsin. Is great oh, Wisconsin. Oh, you beat me. Wisconsin. Shoot. Well, I had to go through all the Mac games. I searched Michigan and had to go through all the Mac. They play Wisconsin. So you would think they're going to lose that game, Michigan, who has just not looked very good under, under um, Jim Harbaugh so far. They get Rutgers and then Penn State and then the Terps, uh, and they will have Ohio State the week after that. So it could be a little bit of uh, looking forward. And then Rutgers, who looks reinvigorated under Greg Schiano, but is a, a team the Terps have to beat if they want to be competitive in the Big Ten East. And then you have a crossover game. So we will see what happens as the Terps go through. Obviously, we hope everyone is healthy and when we can get to those games. Um, So football will not continue this weekend. Obviously a bunch of other things going on um, in the sports world, but none of them will involve the Terps. However, in a couple of weeks, we hope to start a basketball season, November, you know, 25th, 26th. We're still awaiting the schedules for both the men and the women, but those teams will be back in action. Make sure to listen to a few of our basketball based interviews as we go forward here. Christy winter, Scott, we had on to sort of kick off the 50th season of Maryland women's basketball. She was fantastic. We also had Anthony Cowan, 
Jr. in the last Maryland Record Breaker Series, talking about all the things he did, uh, what he's doing right now. And we talked a little bit of the Terps this year, you know, talking about their mentality um, and being slept on a little bit. Ant gave us a little insight um, to those guys and their thought process right now. So make sure to go listen to both of those interviews. And we'll be back as we go through uh, the rest of the year with men's and women's basketball players. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we can, you know, continue to, you know, keep the numbers down and get the virus, hopefully get the virus under control and play a lot of sporting events in February, March, April, May, June, and who the hell knows, maybe it'll go to July. I mean, <laughs> I mean at this point, at this point, we may be playing college sports all year round. Uh, listen, happening. I don't think anything's off the table at this point, right? No, make sure to download the One Maryland app um, for all of your late-breaking Maryland needs as Keith holds his phone in front. Uh, the proprietor of that uh, application. Proprietor? Uh, I like proprietor. that term. Proprietor. It, sounds like, it sounds like I'm a lot more important than I am. Dude. Well, you are Very important, nice. Keith. You are important. <laughs> and uh, and make sure you can download that on your, your iOS, your Android phone in the App Store and get all the late-breaking news. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've used that a lot this week. Obviously, an unfortunate notification people got about the cancellation. Um, um, but if you wanted to know that Rakim Jarrett was Big Ten Player of the Week, you got it in five seconds after it got announced. Uh, you didn't have to go scroll Twitter. You don't have to put on the tweet notifications. Although I would like you to put the tweet notifications on if you're a Maryland fan. That helps me out. But um, yeah, make sure to download the one Maryland app. That's enough for this week of Hear the Turtle. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram. Sneds three double one for Keith Snedden. You can follow me at Taylor Smythe ten. And we will see you next time on Hear the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Go Terps.